Somewhere in the bowels of the city that never sleeps. Kevin McCullough, radio host with Salem Media. Is a man also not sleeping. Syndicated radio talk show host Kevin McCullough. And that guy would like a word with you. Many of you know him from as Lodestradamus. Of course that Kevin show is going to be great. The only thing that could be greater, of course, would be that Donald show. But we don't have that, so we have that Kevin show. Featuring the music of Dick Tunney and the Dream in Color Orchestra. And yet to come tonight on That Kevin Show, she's an actress from Sun Moon, Mackenzie Mosey. He's the most read pediatrician on earth. Dr. Harvey Karp and Amber Autry on the Dry Bar Comedy Stage and Lainey Wilson back in the music spotlight. And now, from Times Square, where it's been 3,657 days since Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez last jumped an NYC subway turnstile, here is that Kevin. I don't know if announcer Dave is accurate with that number, but it was interesting to see AOC have an opinion this week about, uh, you know, people that take subways and what, uh, how they should comport themselves. Evidently, she thinks it's fine if, if you just uh, walk up to people and start going nuts and harassing them. Anyway, let's get to assignment weekend, assignment desk weekend. President Biden pictured here uh, describing the uh, required distance he is now to maintain between he and uh, girls that are under age 18, announced this week uh, on Friday that he was holding a major press conference, though none were on his schedule. Uh, he began to figure out something might not be right when there was no one to call on. So he shook hands with all in attendance. And called it a day. Democrats upset that uh, the GOP released a commercial this last week in which they said that AI had painted a dystopian view of Biden's policies, um, demanded that in the future that they only use previously approved pictures. A new poll shows that a strong majority of Americans believe that sex is assigned at birth. How dare they? 60% of the respondents said that uh, it's determined at birth. Uh, your, your sex is determined there at birth. 35% said an individual uh, can choose their sex as they go along uh, in their uh, course of life. And less than 1%, about 0.5%, said that the science is clear uh, Dylan Mulvaney is nuts and should not be endorsing any products from now on. Mysterious piles of pasta lining about a quarter of a mile of a creek bed in New Jersey. 
this was a mystery that had kept people guessing for a few days on the internet, trying to figure out where it came from and whose it belonged to and so forth. Uh, the ultimate explanation has been released, though. New Jersey. Boston Red Sox fans are expressing their contempt for Bud Light's use of the biological male, Dylan Mulvaney, to be the spokesperson for its product. Many saying it had nothing to do with Mulvaney's profession as much as it was that they just couldn't understand the sophisticated marketing tactics. President Biden, once again seen here, trying to remember if he's standing upright or not, complained in an interview with MSNBC this week that it was, in fact, the left-leaning news outlet's fault that was to blame for his low poll numbers. MSNBC. Which they found to be odd because NBC, the NBC-owned cable operation, in turn blamed Biden for their incredibly low audience numbers. And finally, that brings us to our discussion of the night, the sad saga of King Charles and Prince Harry. Now, as I understand it, the way things have gone this week with the coronation of King Charles happening this morning, uh, Prince Harry, uh, well, we already knew it was off to a little bit of a rocky start because he said he was coming to the coronation, but not his wife and not his children, the grandchildren of now the king. Uh, chose not to let him be there in this most historic moment of this most historic time. Now, he did express in public statements that uh, there is hope that uh, he and his father can reconcile. But this is what he has proposed, that they be forced to read his um, not necessarily great-selling book called Spare, his own autobiographical account of some of his exploits, uh, why he needs the King of England to know about his masturbatory uh, experiences and other things from college all the way through uh, to modern life. It, it's a little bit uh, uh, mind-boggling. But that's what he said he wanted. He wanted to have the family know what he had been through and understand what he had been through and therefore identify with him. Uh, and uh, he also wants them to watch uh, the uh, widely panned, very trashy Netflix official documentary, Harry and Meghan. Uh, he said he would also like them to listen to their Spotify podcast and maybe attend their red carpet uh, experiences as well in the near future. Uh, what all this means to Meghan's acting career, we can only take a guess at. But at the end of the day, uh, he said he's not willing to really be reconciled to the royal family unless not only King Charles does this, but also Prince William and Princess Kate Middleton. The interesting thing about all of that is that this is all rehashed territory for Will and Kate and Harry and Meghan. These standing feuds have been there for a long time. And this grievance that Prince Harry has about his father not giving him enough attention and wanting to be back inside the inner circle really has a lot more to do with his wife than it does anything the royal family has done. If anything, you should draw the conclusion that the royal family has not had a problem accepting the in-laws of, the, of, of those who have married into the royal family. Kate Middleton's family has been widely accepted, and they were not necessarily 
the types of people that uh, the Royals would have associated with in the past. But there does seem to be a thread here. And that is if you're a decent person, a nice person, a person that other people actually don't mind spending time with, that sometimes it actually works out in your favor. The problem with Harry and Meghan is that ever since they were royals and part of the official royal family doing official royal duties is that they have had a chip on their shoulder, uh, feeling like they were in some ways uh, put off to the side. And maybe the royal family... Uh, struggled with interracial marriage for the first one that they've had in their uh, lineage. Uh, but it was very obvious to everyone that was watching that the royals had welcomed Meghan in, and now they had become, in fact, part of the family. It wasn't the royals' decision for Harry and Meghan to move all the way to California and basically extricate themselves from any type of royal activity. That was Meghan Markle's idea. I think Harry's in a difficult situation because he wants to extract demands from his father, the king, who's not going to give them to him. The, the king of England should not be bothered to read Harry's book called Spare, and he shouldn't be forced to sit and watch that Netflix trash either, uh, the uh, nauseating documentary that the two of them put out. At the end of the day, they need to shake hands. They need to be gentlemen, and they need to forgive and forgive. And whatever grievance is there, uh, identify it and say, I'm sorry, but move on. But Harry wanting them to do that publicly is a different story. Publicly state that the royal family was wrong. Publicly bring shame on the royal family. Publicly air the dirty laundry that should have never been outside the family to begin with. Think about it if it was in the context of your own kids. You want them going to the TV cameras to explain all the things that they're mad at you about? That doesn't seem to make any sense at all. And I hope that uh, for Harry and Meghan's sake, they don't let this uh, beef keep them from experiencing what should be a very pleasant and enjoyable childhood for their children, the king's grandchildren. They've already started it off on a very rocky footing with not allowing the kids to even be there for the coronation. Where it goes from here, they will have to decide in the days and weeks to come. All right, Kevin McCullough, that's Assignment Desk Weekend. Stay with us because we've still got a big show coming up uh, in this the rest of this hour. The actress Mackenzie Mosey, speaking of Brits, joins me next. Ready or not, he'll be right back. guest uh, stars in an upcoming pure flicks film that you can get on demand which is one of those advantages of the new way we do everything nowadays uh, but she she plays a very interesting character and very interesting story and she's here to talk about it please help me welcome ladies and gentlemen Mackenzie Mosey hi Mackenzie how are you I'm great how are you it's, it's good to have you here in New York uh, I so appreciate you coming on. We we like to highlight particularly the stuff that's 
helpful for uh, kids and families to be able to enjoy entertainment together. And I'm I'm guessing that uh, you as actors and actresses and producers and directors don't seem to mind the fact that content is expanding as well. A lot of different areas to be able to focus on. Yeah, it's a different world for sure. Um, it was starting before COVID, but definitely during and after COVID, every so many things are remote and it's like pilot season isn't as much of a thing anymore. Just from an actor's perspective, there's just right. so many shows, and so many different outlets. And I think what's really cool about this movie is it's very family friendly and um, uplifting. And I have a lot of cousins and some little nieces and nephews. So it's nice to be able to do something that they'll enjoy watching. But it's it's not just the appetite of the consumer. It's also the delivery systems that have changed. And maybe you could speak to this, but, you know, there used to be um, y- y- you would you would mark it on the calendar Thursday night Cosby show. Yeah. You've got to be yeah. there. And now it's almost and, and this is almost a verbatim uh, conversation I have with my wife, but it's what do we have? And that doesn't yeah. mean what's coming on. It means what has already been released and is waiting in queue. And there may be five or six different episodes or shows that we're that we're watching simultaneously, and we don't we don't do one episode a week trying to get we just cram it all, get it done, and then go on yeah. to the next one. Um, but yeah. there are some that are still releasing things like on a peer, on an episodic level, so it's it, there's kind of a mix of that. But I think it's going to become all about what the consumer wants when they want it. And Pure Flix has really learned to um, agree to the appetite of the family friendly uh, consumer. Yeah, they have. I this is my first film with them. Um, you know, Sony Firm, I guess now. Anyway, yeah. I don't understand all of the business parts <laughs> of it, but I think they own Pureflex now. Um, but anyway, uh, I think that they do a really good job of that. And I I noticed when I read the script that uh, it had a really special place, and it deals uh, with real life, like real. I mean. Not everyone gets left at the altar, but real loss and heartbreak and just that process of navigating how to figure out who you are on the other side of yeah. such a low point and what your purpose is and and kind of taking a leap of faith as as she did going to Taiwan. But I, I think while it is wholesome and family friendly, it's also dealing with some real life things and has a lot of humor in it. So I, I hope that it's entertaining and inspiring. It's, it's honest and it has some real emotion. Um, d- for people that have not uh, had a chance to see it, uh, just give us the thumbnail of what the storyline is. Yeah, so Kelsey uh, has a big heartbreak at the beginning. She gets left at the altar. She uh, is overwhelmed and numb and she gets this opportunity to go teach English uh, to students in Taiwan. And so she jumps on a plane goes to Taiwan and is just trying to figure out who she is and redefine her relationship with God and and what her purpose is anymore. And um, meanwhile, she's dealing with um, her mom being sick at home. And, and she creates uh, these relationships that are so powerful in Taiwan that she did not expect. And it begins to change her perspective and her life. Um, so I, I think largely it's a story about how God works through hard times and um, the good that can come through dark phases of life. Um, and again, she has offensive humor. So I, I appreciated that as an actor. It was did fun you to have play. anything, did you find anything in Kelsey that resonated with you? Yeah. I mean, I had experienced heartbreak, I've experienced feeling 
like lost a little bit, not knowing what was next and, and feeling like a failure almost. And just, I think when I go through something hard, I tend to get hard before I get soft. And um, Kelsey, I think, is a little bit like that. Mm. Uh, so I just really appreciated this journey that she goes on to find her strength again and reconnect to who she is and who she's meant to be. Um, so I feel like I've been on a, a similar journey in my my own life and, and navigating um, a phase of life that I would say was marked by a lot of loss. And uh, and I, I, I just appreciated how she was vulnerable, but also kind of like, you know, funny and and uh, engaging with people and like trying to navigate how much of herself she gives and um, just really kind of messy but also beautiful at the same time just well it's interesting if you talk with uh, human behavioralists they'll tell you that the key to overcoming uh, significant loss um, traumatic emotional loss uh, loved ones divorce all the big things that kind of hit the the big loss button in our <laughs> lives that it's um it's reinvesting in people that's that that saved you. Yeah. So it's you know you feel the loss, and it, it would seem to be counterintuitive, especially in the modern culture, to say uh, to go on a, a an others focused um, a mission in your life. But yeah. it really is it really is kind of a saving grace. It's like it gets you out of yourself and starts and starts mm -hmm. helping you understand the the blessings you have and how you can help bring those about in other people's lives. For sure, you it changes your perspective, and I think it it makes it nearly impossible to just be self focused on what you're going through um, when you kind of put yourself out there like that. And in her case specifically, she's dealing with a language barrier and a completely different culture. But I do think my tendency when I'm going through something is to like my friends call it turtle time. Um, but the reality, is <laughs> I love that expression. That's great. Just give me a second. Pulling my shell process. right now. That's it. Yeah. But well, um, my best friends, you know, we've all learned from each other that to lean on each other is, is where there's a lot of hope. Friendships are valuable. Uh, we appreciate uh, Mackenzie, you coming in and uh, taking a, a, a little bit of time to explain. We're gonna we're gonna take a look at the trailer right here and Mackenzie Mo uh, Mosey, uh, starring in Sun Moon, now available on Pure Flix. Take a look. Kelsey, go away. Okay. Hey, girls. Hey, Maida. I'm sorry to hear about. What do people call it? Getting left at the altar. Okay, well, mm, keep praying. I think God uses everything. What you love, your mistakes, your whims. I guess if you're stuck, maybe take a leap of faith. He offered me a job. Teaching. In Taiwan. What? There's nothing for me here. You should go. Before you start crying. This is your class. Please. Teacher, are you from America? Are you a movie star? Do you watch American movies? Fast and Furious. Okay. Okay. Can you help me? I don't know what I'm doing. I can't go back, and I refuse to admit one more failure, you know? God, you don't understand English because... Me too. This is embarrassing. 
Ready or not, he'll be right back. guest has, uh, well, he has a lot of credentials. He is the most read pediatrician in the universe, not just on planet Earth. He's also recently had a uh, major uh, breakthrough with one of the products that up until that point had already become uh, one of the most important baby products ever produced on planet Earth. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together and welcome Dr. Harvey Karp. Thank you so much, Kevin. Hello, Dr. K. How are you? I'm well, thanks. How about yourself? I'm, I'm hanging in there. And, you know, we don't do a lot of baby segments on that Kevin show, but I'm very excited to uh, hear about the, the good that the snoo, S-N-O-O, it's like snooze, but you fall asleep before you say the end of the word, snoo. Uh, I'm, what's, what's happening? The FDA has just made an announcement. Listen, let me ask you a question. Did you ever hear about how they tell you to drive little kids in the car? Yes. You know, if they're fussing? And that is a trick that we pulled once or twice with our three. I will, I will grant you. Okay. Well, what are you doing when you do that? You're imitating the baby's experience in the womb. Even adults fall asleep in trains and planes and cars. And so Snoo, uh, which came out about six years ago, it's, it's so awarded because it rocks and shushes babies all night. I'll show you. If you just push the button the bed starts to rock and make white noise that's coming underneath the baby's head. The baby is in this special swaddle, which has wings that attach to the back of the swaddle and attach to the bed. So the baby can move, but cannot roll over. And then when the baby fusses, there are sensors in the bed that detect that. And after a few seconds, the bed starts going up at a faster speed. And if the baby continues to, to cry or fuss, the bed will now go up to a next faster speed. So this is imitating what your older sister would do if she came over and said, Kevin, go to sleep. I'm going to hold and rock this baby all night. And so what happens when you do this, like driving them in the car all night, they sleep an extra hour, they cry less. And when they're secured, you have the peace of mind that they're going to stay on their back and, and not roll to an unsafe position, which well, is uh, the only negative thing I have to say about it, Dr. Carp, uh, is where were you when my kids were this age? <laughs> because I am, I'm a perfect candidate for what you're talking about. We moved uh, to New York City. N neither my bride or I have family within a thousand miles of us. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, there were a lot of nights where we had to get up and do the, the rocking in the rocking chair and get them back to a sleeping state. And of course, there's always the concern that they will roll over, um, and there's there's dangers in that too. Exactly right. 3,500 babies in the United States, healthy babies, die every year, mm. and they just roll to an unsafe position. Listen, mm. you would not drive your child in the car for three minutes without securing them in a car seat. Right. Yet the number one place they die is in their beds, and we put them there for 12 or 14 hours completely unsecured. It doesn't make any sense. And what, what we're very confident is, especially now with the FDA's uh, de novo approval, um, we can keep them on the back and that's going to keep babies safer. 
Well, you've been heralded by uh, multiple uh, publications and media outlets. It's nice to see that the FDA has come along and said uh, that it's uh, good as well. I guess the, the, the really big question is if people are convinced uh, from watching just these few minutes together, where do they go for more information? Well, you know what? We want everyone to get this for free. We want everyone to get a free snoo paid for by the insurance company. Right now, thousands of people get a free snoo from their employers. So companies like JP Morgan and Under Armour and Weight Watchers there in Manhattan and, and uh, Snapchat and Activision Blizzard, and actually anyone can have their company contact us so we can you know, help to provide this for free for parents because we're really, that's, the, that's our goal is to support parents to be able to do a better job. And anyone who's, whose company doesn't provide it, they can rent it from us directly for about $5 a day. It's pretty much a Starbucks coffee to get a 24-hour helper, more sleep, safer babies. And they can do that on our website, which is happiestbaby.com. Happiestbaby.com is where you go to uh, find out all the information about the snoo for your little one. And I love, I love everything about it, uh, Dr. Karp. It's just really something that is well, we needed it a long time ago, but uh, fortunately you're here with us now and it's available now. And friends, I hope that you'll uh, check that out, especially if you're anticipating the arrival of a little one. You don't want to, you don't ever want to take chances with uh, those precious, precious gifts that uh, our children are to us. Uh, Dr. Harvey Karp, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much, Kevin. A pleasure talking to you. You got it. See, you never know what's going to be uh, on that Kevin show. Coming right back from New York. Ready or not, he'll be right back. That Kevin. Back to that Kevin show with Kevin McCullough. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are pleased to welcome tonight a new comedian from the Dry Bar Comedy Stage. She has a podcast called I'm Fine, It's Fine Podcast. Uh, she's got a brand new album out called Now That's What I Call Trauma. And she is uh, doing things for a very good cause. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Amber Autry. 30, which is a fine age, it's a good age. My knees are still supple, I can still do this, so that's good. <laughs> I am ready to be at the age where it's okay to be tired, though. You know? I want to be like my granny. You ask her to go to the store, she's like, I'm on oxygen. <laughs> do you want this to be the last thing I do? I'm like, wow, that's a good excuse. Yuki, I'm gonna borrow that one, that's amazing. I share a birthday with my three-year-old nephew. At first, I didn't want to share a birthday with him, right? I'm like, I want my own birthday. And they were like, who's turning three? And who's turning 30? <laughs> but I got there and it was amazing because we had mimosas and a bounce house. <laughs> Pedialyte and Xanax, you know? <laughs> Just no one knows which way to 
is up or down. I love that. My sister was like, you're never watching him. I'm like, no, that's a solid choice. Yeah. I shouldn't. That's a good choice. <laughs> I don't have any kids of my own. I do, and I'm not ready for them. I know this because right now I have two cats. And on multiple occasions, I just forget to buy them food. <laughs> I'm just like, what do you mean you can't digest oatmeal? <laughs> Too. They do like strange things that I'm not very used to, you know, like they can stare at you without blinking for a very long time. <laughs> I once had a kid stare at me so long that I thought I knew them in a past life. <laughs> I had to go up to them without creeping out their parents like, Aunt Judy, is that you? I swear I was going to pay you back right before you died, I swear. <laughs> I grew up with a very good mom. I grew up with a single mom. Single moms in here? All right, all right. They're like, that's all the energy I got, baby. <laughs> Don't ask me to do any more. <laughs> grew up with a single mom. She was awesome. The best thing about my mom is that she never yelled at me. If she ever needed me to behave, she would lean in close and whisper, I'm not afraid to spank you in front of all these people. <laughs> I was like, oh, thank you for not yelling that in Walmart. Thank you. That's so nice. <laughs> drink that much anymore, but the other night she had two beers, which meant she was safely able to drive home from the passenger seat. <laughs> Love that. She insisted on putting the directions in her phone, even though I already had them in mine. So I was getting the directions relayed to me three times. <laughs> Once for my mom's phone, turn right on Gary Avenue. Once for my phone, turn right on Gary Avenue. And once for my mom, like, you're going to want to turn right on Gary Avenue. <laughs> right. The worst part about this is that every messenger was pronouncing a different word wrong. So her phone was like, Fly Rye on James Y. Parkway. My phone was like, Fly Rye on James Y. Parkway. My mom was like, Slide over, I'm gonna puke. I'm like, okay. Get it out of the car. Next stop, nursing home, mama. And I'm just kidding. I would never take my mom to a nursing home. Those things are so expensive. I'd never be able to afford that. Mom is interesting. She watches a lot of murder television. You guys watch the murder shows? Oh, the women are very excited. <laughs> Their partners next to them are like, why? Why are you yelling about it? It's scary. It's scary to me. You know that, right? It is scary. We, I don't know. I don't know, women, why we love it so much, but it does make you crazy. You can't have, like, a normal conversation, you know? Like, not too long ago, I sent a picture to my mom of me wearing this, like, cute little 70s outfit. I was like, what do you think? And she was like, Ted Bundy would have definitely murdered you. I was like, well, mom, that's not a compliment. <laughs> that's a weird thing to say. <laughs> it happens to me, too. Not too long ago, something fell on my head. And I asked my boyfriend, I was like, what would you have done with my body if I would have passed out? And he's like, taking it to the hospital? I'm like, oh, not everyone says oil rig. Okay, cool. That's, that's just like a weird murder thing. Okay, you got to check. I do think that more women should be solving crimes, though. Ladies, right? We're so smart. We have an attention to detail. And we can jump to a conclusion like that. like, okay, before I walk in there, eight of them are creepy. <laughs> they're like, well, they didn't all do anything. I'm like, mm, didn't they, though? 
little chats, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think uh, lock them up. <laughs> Check this scam. <laughs> not gonna lie. <laughs> It's funny, I realize the phrase, not gonna lie, is usually followed up by something that's not worth lying about. Have <laughs> you guys noticed that? People will be like, I'm not gonna lie, I do prefer mayonnaise to mustard. <laughs> it's like, okay, Mike, when are you not gonna lie about cheating on your spouse? <laughs> we get 30 minutes for lunch, man. <laughs> really killing the vibe at Subway. <laughs> not gonna lie should be followed up by something that's a little more secret you know like my not gonna lie is that I love public fighting I do I love it and I'm not talking about pay-per-view boxing I'm talking about middle of the week grocery store following a couple down the aisle will they won't they type situation you know I want them to start yelling they knock over a cereal box and there there's my face you know <laughs> You guys gonna stay together? <laughs> the best public fight I ever saw were two Amish people fighting downtown. I know, I thought they just like got along. <laughs> Turns out they don't. <laughs> they were arguing about which direction to go and finally one of them was like, you know what? You go this way, I'll go that way, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> That's insane. Because <laughs> it's not like they can text each other later and be like, sorry, I was being grumpy. <laughs> Meet me at the wagon. <laughs> they just never see each other again. <laughs> Which is probably how they wanted to go. <laughs> how they wanted to go, indeed. Amber Autry, our selected uh, comic relief for tonight at uh, the at That Kevin Show. Glad to have you with us. We've got a big, big music spotlight tonight. When we come back, it's Lainey Wilson. You don't want to miss this. Ready or not, we'll be right back. Serving it up with a no-drink minimum. It's that cabin show. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, the bell-bottom queen herself, Lainey Wilson.
a lot of comparisons to country classic Dolly Parton, but she's got her own specific signature, Lainey Wilson, here on That Kevin Show. We've got a great show for you next week. I hope you'll be back. Same time, same place, and a big thanks to everyone who was with us tonight. Larry Elder, Mackenzie Mosey, Dr. Harvey Karp, and of course, Lainey Wilson, and Amber Autry. We'll see you next time. <laughs>